Hi everyone and welcome to the preview show ahead of Huddersfield Town's Skybet Championship game at Sheffield United on the weekend. Thanks very much, first of all, as always, to our friends at Sports Broker who make this show possible, also make extra time, our post-match show possible. Without your support, we'd struggle to bring this to you. So massive thanks to our friends at Sports Broker for, for bringing this to us. Uh, again, really happy to have two great guests on with us again this afternoon. Uh, Scott High, of course, you all recognise Huddersfield Town player who's made a real impact already this season. And Richard Sutcliffe, an old friend who uh, covered town for many, many years with the Yorkshire Post, now working with the Athletic as their Sheffield United specialist. Scott, Richard, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. No worries. Scott, I'd like to come to you first. Again, thanks for, for coming today. And, and it's been a, a, a really good start to the season for you. Obviously, mixed results on the pitch, one draw, uh, one loss and one win in the Skybet Championship. But importantly for you, Scott, you seem to have made a real foothold in the team this season. Give us a, a, a feeling on how you're feeling after pre-season and after the first four competitive games. Uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I thought going back into pre-season, I thought that I'd, having the experiences of Shrewsbury and the, the other loans that I've had, I think going into pre-season, I felt really good having that behind me and then hopefully to kick on and then show myself in pre-season and hopefully try getting the team. And I feel like I've tried to do that. And uh, once I've got a starting opportunity, I thought I've tried to grasp that and uh, try, as much, try as hard as possible to try and stay in. Scott, can I ask you about your loans? You mentioned them straight away there. and There's a lot of talk at every football club about the value of uh, developing footballers going out on loan and the merits of it. You've had a couple, like you said, Concord Rangers obviously mm. had two spells there, then Shrewsbury in the league last year. What did you actually take from those that perhaps you didn't know going into them? Uh, loads. I think from the first one at Concord, I think it wasn't the best of circumstances, to be fair, because it was about four and a half hour drive and I went there. Me and my mum and my dad went down on the day to the games. But I thought doing that on a whole is, is massive. I think going out and experiencing men games in a different uh, environment to what I've been used to at Uddersfield, I think that was... Absolutely massive, the experiences of that, and then helped me go into Shrewsbury, into League One, and then having like the excitement of playing some games, then not playing some games, like being dropped in some games. So having the opportunity to experience that has been huge, yeah. Excellent. Richard, again, thanks for joining us, mate. It's good to see you again. Um, yeah, obviously, I know you keep a keen eye on town still. We, we still talk yeah. occasionally as well. And when you see players like Scott emerge through the first team, I suspect it's interesting for... People in your role as well as a journalist coming to the club, Chef United, a club that have got a really rich history of doing this too. So, how much do you enjoy seeing new players come onto your radar that perhaps you didn't know too well before? Oh, very much so. You know, it's interesting what Scott's saying there about going out on loan. You know, Chef United have had nine debutants from the academy in the last nine months, but all of them have gone out. It might be to Hyde United, it might, you know, it might even be lower in the in the pyramid. But it's men's football, and it makes such a difference. It really does, and. You know, there's a few who will go out this season, like Daniel Jebison, mm. you know, probably go to either Burton or Sunderland. You know, I know a lot of fans are like him in the first team, but I think a year scoring goals, certainly something like Jimmy Hasselbank, what a player he would be when he's come back. You know, obviously he played two or three times in the Premier League. And I think for Sheffield United over the last year, the, the, the young lads coming through and getting into the first team have been the probably one crumb of comfort in what's been a really difficult time. Obviously, you know, we've both endured Town's second year in the Premier League and it's horrible. You know, it's, it's, it's really, really hard and it's there's a bit of a hangover this season for Sheffield United. You can see that already. But, you know, if you can get, you know, you know, the big song, you know, one of our own coming through, 
it's such a big fillet for the whole club, not just the academy, you know, but it's the fans, the staff, everybody. It's uh, it's a great feeling, it really is. I really want to come on to that in due course, Richard. Scott, Richard's mentioned the players at Sheffield United coming through there. It's, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because I watch a lot of academy games. You'll have played against a lot of these guys, I imagine, for us in days gone by. I was talking to our yeah. academy manager last night at Oxford and, and Dan Jebison, I remember as an under-18 player playing against us because he was really rangy at that point he kind of caught the eye but do you do you keep an eye on people you play against Scott you know do you, you come familiar with the names when you see people breaking through at Sheffield United do you keep an eye for those that you played against year after year to see how they're getting on yeah definitely I, there's quite a few and like some players that I used to play with like Mason O'Malley who's at Scunthorpe and stuff like that and Carl Rushworth who went to Brighton now he's on loan with Kieran at Walsall so, so it's a small world in football everyone gets about and you, you always know someone Absolutely. We're going to talk about Sheffield United, Scott. Obviously, this is what we're previewing for the weekend. Uh, a team that's just come down from the Premier League. I'm, I'm sure they haven't had the start that they wanted, but it's a great challenge, isn't it, for us, on the back of a, a really important first one of the season on Tuesday night? Yeah, definitely. I think going into that game on Saturday, we can take confidence from getting the three points against uh, Preston. But I think, on a whole, I think the performance needs to be better from everyone. I think. I think that... We could see that, I think, to get the three points was massive in a way that we won it. I think that was even better of us to show like the mentality of us to try and win, try and get the three points from not playing our best. So I think that kind of put us in due course to play Sheffield United on Saturday, yeah. Absolutely. I think you're right. The three points were everything on Tuesday and we know we're capable of better. I'm always trying to look for the positive, Scott. That's the nature of what I do. But it's a clean sheet and, and you can never underestimate yeah. those, can you? And I think that although we weren't at our best, there were a lot of fight amongst the team, yourself included, on Tuesday. Because Preston, again, haven't had the greatest start, but they're an awkward opponent, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, like, like you just said there, the fight, I think that's what we were speaking about before. And I think if you've always got that fight, you've always got a chance of winning and getting the three points. So I think that's what we did really well on Tuesday night. Scott, have you been happy with the reaction you got from town fans? Because you, you've played a lot of games as a substitute last season. And I, I want to talk to you about that as well in a second. But when you've come into the team this year, I, I'm certainly sensing in the stands there's been a really good reaction to your performances. Uh, do you notice that? Are you the kind of player that shuts it out when you're on the pitch? Uh, How do you react to that? A bit of both. Sometimes you, sometimes you hear it and you, and you, you like listen to it, but sometimes you just try to blank it out and you just concentrate on the game. But when you do like a a good pass or like a, a good tackle or something like you hear the crowd get up and I think that's something that I thrive off. I think from not playing with fans, I think this is like my first season playing with full stadium. So I think it's it can help me massively when stuff like that happens. Can I ask you about coming off the bench, Stop? Because you, you, I think you made 15 substitute appearances last season. It was certainly around that mark anyway. Mm. It's interesting that I'll draw parallels here with Sauber Thomas. It was another player who pretty much exclusively deployed off the bench for town when he joined us from January onwards. Yeah. How difficult is it to really show what you're made of and show your stuff when you're coming into games at maybe 70 minutes, 75 minutes in? Because I'm always told by football, it's a very different kettle of fish to prepare for a start of a game to suddenly yeah. get the Carlos turning around to you saying, right, get ready, you're coming on. How, how yeah. challenging is it coming into a game that's well in underway? I think that's one of the hardest things for me, I think. I was speaking to Sauber about it like a few weeks ago. I think coming off the bench is one of the hardest things as a footballer because you need to get your second wind as quick as possible so you're not like out of fitness on there because that's the that's the worst thing. So when you go straight on and you're running around and then you're absolutely knackered, 
you need a second win to come straight away so that you can just carry on. Mm-hmm. But I think to try and make an impact in 20 minutes, you've just got to, you've got to run a lot, I think, work hard for the team. You, you can't come off the bench, you've got to be 100% as soon as you come on. Because if, you, if you're 80%, you make a mistake, they go score and then that could be the game over. So I think having that concentration, having that mentality to go on and think, I'm going to impact this straight away is what you need to have. Richard, we're just talking to Scott about Preston there. I know you worked last night for Sheffield United's game that we'll come on to. How much would Sheffield United have welcomed an absolutely dour 1-0 win last night on the back of the first two games? Because it wasn't a classic on, on Tuesday, as Scott said, but to be honest, at full-time, I didn't really mind. You know, Obviously, I want us to be better in due course, but the three points were all important. How much would you have given that for a, from a United perspective last night? Oh, very much so. You know, they give the right arm at the moment, you know, for a scruffy 1-0 win. Whoever it goes in off, you know, I know it was an own goal on Tuesday. I know how pleased Town got that win because, like you say, the response, they needed one after Saturday, which, you know, was going to, a lot of teams are going to struggle against Fulham, you know, that, you know and, and West Brom, if I'm honest. You know, I haven't watched them last night. You know, they're, they're very, very strong coming down from the Premier League. So it was a big, big win for Town. And yeah, oh, Sheffield United, definitely, you know, if get the season up and running on Saturday. Also against Huddersfield, I don't think anyone will care how it happens, very much like Tuesday night against Preston. But they need something from somewhere because, you know, it's it's it's, 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 it's everything's really low at the moment. You know, like I was touched on earlier, you've you've been there, you know, in the, in the middle of a club in a similar situation to what uh, Chef you are at the moment. And uh, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. I know we spoke last year about the, the parallels you were drawing for a piece for The Athletic about our second season in the Premier League that was very tough. Similar with Sheffield United after a stellar first year in the Premier League that I think exceeded everyone's expectations, it's fair to say. What do you put your finger on? What went wrong last season, in your opinion, Richard? There's so many things, really. You know, Jack O'Connell was a huge one. You know, He plays the left side, one of the overlapping centre-halves, but the one player who could spread play as well. You know, if he was bringing out the ball on the left side, he pinged 50 yards and it's on George Baldock's toe at right wing back. So all of a sudden, you've got two avenues of attack there because that's how, you know, that's how Sheffield United operated. Spreading the play and just building overloads out wide. That's that's how they did it. You took him out of the equation. It was, it was probably the one irreplaceable player. And sadly, he's had another in, knee injury this season. So we're probably not going to see him again. And, you know, it just it sort of snowballed from there, really, because you lose a few games, as, as you know, in that season with town. You lose a few games and it, it gets so hard then. You know, I, I always remember that November of that second season, they got like the seven points. That, that performance down at Wolves, absolutely outstanding. You know, Philip Billing, best best performance I've seen from a town player, from honest, even better than anything Aaron Moy ever did. Mm-hmm. And you thought they've turned a the corner here, but they, they then had uh, Moy, uh, not Moy, uh, Mounier, got sent off then against Brighton, Brighton, winning the game, lost that, and it just, you know, mushroom from there. And I do remember sitting down with Jonathan Hogg in, in the media room at, uh, at Canal Side, and I think it was just before Newcastle or just after Newcastle, I can't remember which one, but I was just talking about it, and he says it's like being a boxer who's just taken one too many punches. And you could see that Sheffield United were like that last season, and they're still like it now, to be honest. They're just a little bit punch drunk. So if something goes wrong, it's almost like, Oh, here we go again. And snapping out of that is not easy. But West Brom have done it. You know, they made a couple of signings, changed the style completely, obviously very direct. But, you know, they, they, Ishmael's stamp is all over that team already. 
And they're, you know, very similar goals that got last night against Sheffield United as they got against Luton at the weekend. You know, long throw it in the box, stick it underneath the bar and just sort of bundle it over the line. But it's effective. The fans are up for it. Whereas at Sheffield United, you know, it took 72 minutes to have a shot on goal last night. I think against Swansea, they had one shot on target, maybe two. One against Birmingham. And it's, you know, it's just flat. And it's a little bit like when, you know, I, I did draw the parallels last season and the parallels are there now. You know, they need snapping out of it. And obviously Town struggled to do that. And, uh, and Sheffield United are exactly the same. It's, it's not easy. Scott, when you hear Richard talk about this issue at Sheffield United, obviously the second half of our last season was, was a tough one too. We, we came into Christmas looking good. Second half of last season, Scott, we, we, it was hard on the pitch. We all know this. How much has been said amongst the squad, by the staff, by the head coach to you guys about this being a fresh start this season? Because it's something that Carlos talked about with us in the press uh, on Tuesday night, that actually, in his view, we've got, I think it's seven or eight new players in the building now, uh, people like yourself and Sauber coming into the team with a freshness. How important has it been to reset for this new season and forget last season, park that, and really focus on what we can do together now? Yeah, massively, I think. We need to learn from like the second half of last season. I think I used to watch all the games in the first half when I was at Shrewsbury. I think the, the football that they played that we played were really good and enjoyable, weren't it? And then in the second half, it just seemed to like like what he was saying. I don't know. It just tailed off, didn't it? And we went into a rocky part. So I think we need to learn from that and take the bits from that that we can improve. And then into this season, I think, like you said, having a fresh start. For new players and getting new ideas in from Carlos and then getting everyone on the same wavelength, it'll be really good, yeah. What's he like to work for, Scott Carlos? Because he's, he's, I know him in my role, he's an intense man, you know, he's absolutely football-focused, lives and breathes football. What? How has he been for you as a, a player who's always looking to get better? What's he like for you as a head coach? Yeah, exactly the same. He's football mad. He's football 24-7, isn't he? So I think... We do loads of like analysis on different teams on like training sessions that we do. Like before the games, we'll do loads of meetings and stuff like that. So I think having that as a young player is really good to like get the different knowledge of him and then his different coaching staff with Scoey and Jorge and uh, Narcisse and stuff like that, having their different ideas as well into that. So I think from a young player's perspective, like me and Saul, we're learning, learning loads from all the analysis side and all the different sessions we do. Good. Richard, you talked about freshness there. In one big way, there is a big change. And Slavisa Jakanovic has come into the, the main role at Sheffield United, a man we know well from uh, battles against his Fulham and Watford side, who were very, very impressive uh, a few years ago in the Championship. In a different way, the playing staff is very familiar in a certain way as well. So how much has he been able to change that you've seen from last season to next? He did come in quite late in, in pre-season as well, from, am I correct? He did well. He came in. He sort of got appointed at the end of May, but then he had to see out his contract in Qatar, which I think was July the first. So he missed the sort of first four or five days. But he's all—he was all over it, you know. I think you—you you know, I don't think Qatar will take him to a tribunal, you know. But he was working for the fast five days on on Sheffield United. The problem that the problem they had was a little bit like Town in pre-season COVID mm. that they went away to Spain and sort of a couple of players caught COVID out there. They had to stay out there. They came back and then there was a mini outbreak of it. So basically the training ground was mothballed for 10 days. Everyone's at home. Two behind closed doors friendlies were cancelled. So they come back into train. Obviously, you've got a new manager who's got a new way of thinking. He's, he's got a squad that's played a certain way for five years under Chris Wilder. 
and he doesn't want to play that way. You know, he's a, he's a back four man. He's, he wants to play four three three, four two three one as we've seen so far. But it's 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 turned into sort of square pegs in round holes, really, because you know they've got six strikers, but the way he played at Fulham was Mitrovic up front, mm. and he'd have Sessegnon on the left hand side up front, who's basically a left back, but pacey as anything. He'd have Scott Malone, as we know well. You know, I was thinking back to that game at Town. I think it was four one. In the year that uh, I think Town Town went up, they they lost out in the playoffs to Fulham. But Scott Malone was outstanding that day, you know, because they pushed just the way that Fulham played. So obviously that was a problem, training ground being shut. But then they were supposed to play Norwich on the final Saturday before Norwich got their own COVID outbreak. So basically, um, United played two friendlies in pre-season, which when you try to get one of them was against a part-time team from Gibraltar. It was a late notice job. So when you're trying to get across new ideas. It's hard, you know. So basically, this is now pre-season, and it's not going well, you know, because the the players are struggling with how he wants to play. Because it's a it's a, it's a very good championship squad, mm. but it's not a Jukanovic squad. So they made the first signing on Monday, which um, Ben Davis, which will make a big big difference, just in terms of how he wants to play out from the back. You know, that defensively, Chris Basham and and John Egan can do the job, but he wants the ball brought into midfield. They were hoping to sign Ronaldo Vieira, but he's failed his medical, unfortunately. He'd have been, you know, he used to be at Leeds. He'd have been a fantastic pivot in the midfield to link with Davis. So they've got to look again for that. So, I, you know, his teams do start slowly. You know, even when he was at Watford and won promotion and Fulham took a while to get going. He'll get there. But there's, what, 10, 11 days of the transfer window left at the moment. They need need two or three new new faces, but key players, not just coming in to help to really, really make a difference. And whether they can get that or not, obviously we'll find out in 10, 11 days' time. But if they don't, this is going to be a quite a long first half of the season for me. Scott, Richard mentioned COVID-19 and Sheffield United's issues they've had through pre-season. Just give town fans a little flavour of what it's like at the training ground for you guys day-to-day now, because and I'm touching every bit of wood as I say this. You know, We've had our own issues that hopefully we're over now, but we never got to the point where we had to shut the training ground. But even now, there are there are certain things you can't do that you normally can, aren't there, Scott? Yeah, yeah. so we do like, every time we come in, we do like a, one of the PCR, no, not PCR, just a lateral test. Yeah. So we do one of them. Every morning before we come in, we can't eat in the canteen and stuff. We've closed the whole canteen down, so we either eat in our cars or we've got a marquee outside and it's really spread out, so we're eating there. Meetings as well are in the marquee, all spread out, so we're literally staying in the marquee pretty much. <laughs> allowed in the changing room because it's too close. We're allowed to go in like in numbers to get showered and stuff like that, but I think like that's one point, I think, being in the change room we'd all be together and stuff like that, but we're all in the marquee. I don't think we've taken that away. So I think we're all together in the marquee. We're not like in dribs and jobs in our cars and stuff like that. So I think we're all staying together, although it would have been a tough period. Absolutely. Scott, you made another point earlier as well, which I, I never really occurred to me. And I spoke to Nabi Sar after Derby and he brought it up as well. Nabi had gone a full year. It feels like he's been here for a while now. Never played in front of fans before we played at Sheffield Wednesday. You played... You, kind of made your break your first steps into our team last season in front of no one yeah. when you've got games coming up like Sheffield United at the weekend which is a, a really historic traditional ground it feels like the crowd's right on top of you you're going to have probably 2,000 plus town fans and, and a lot of home fans as well how much are you looking forward to that because it's it's you've not often had this experience yet have you no no I am really looking forward to it like that Sheffield Wednesday game that first game at 
like when you were walking out before it kicked off, I think got goosebumps and like you can just hear, hear all our fans and the Sheffield Wednesday fans as well. So I think on Saturday against Sheffield United, it'll be a really great atmosphere. Hopefully it will because you get to showcase what you're all about then as well. Absolutely. Richard, I know you keep a, an eye on town as well uh, as you go in, in your job now. I suppose you're looking through the town team at the moment and you, there'll be some players in there that you're not overly familiar with now that you're not working for the Post anymore and, and you, you're in with it all the time. Scott's probably won in terms of on the pitch. Sauber Thomas is another who's made a real impression on the first team this year. How much are you looking forward to seeing us uh, just from your own curiosity and your own point of view this weekend? Yeah, very much. I think the last town game, I came down, I think a couple last year, I think Cardiff was the last one, which a nil-nil draw and not a lot happened in it. It wasn't the greatest, <laughs> but it was a point towards uh, where everyone wanted to be. But you, see, you mentioned Thomas, it's interesting because I did an interview with um, about Illiman and Dai, who's uh, a Sheffield United lad, a fantastic talent, but unfortunately at the moment, a bit of a contract problem. So he's not in and around the first team, but he's a brilliant talent. But his youth coach down at Boreham Wood was the same one as Sorbers. And uh, he was, and I've been watching out for him ever since then because he, he was waxing lyrical about him. And, he, you know, I'm looking forward to watching him because, you know, the way I can't remember the name of his youth coach now, he's a really nice guy. And, you know, some of the stuff he was telling me about, he says, like, he's a special talent and a real, real, you know, he can really make an impact at town. And obviously, a bit part player last season, but certainly this time around, uh, Derby gave me sound to, to, to play well. And uh, was it Fulham as well? Did he come out half time against Fulham? It might have been the Derby game. It was, it was left back against somebody anyway, but he had a really good game. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. Colville as well at centre half. Sounds like he stepped in very well. Um, so now it's, it's going to be, you know, and, and, and Jordan Rhodes, you know, how many goals have I seen him score for Huddersfield Town? <laughs> it's, uh, you know, finding a team plays the right way for him. He's a fantastic striker. You know, I was thinking of him at Town and at Blackburn as well when everything was built around him. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, obviously, I'm, uh, I've got my Sheffield United hat on and I'm, I'm hoping they get themselves up and running because, uh, you know, it's going to be a long season otherwise. But, and you know, looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to a good old Yorkshire derby as well. You know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's going to be, should be a cracking atmosphere. Try not to hold that against you, Richard. I understand where yes, you're coming yes, from. I'll, I'll sit at the other end of the press box from you so I don't annoy you once <laughs> Scott, just talking about your emergence into the team again here, and I'm interested. I've watched you play a lot through through the academy, and, and and kind of watched you grow as a footballer. And I see you doing things now for the first team that are a bit different to the the player I became accustomed to, both positionally and in terms of what your strengths are. So I saw you play a lot of games as like a six, really. So I think Jonathan yeah. Hogg's role in a, in a different style. I think you've got a different way of playing, but you seem to be a little bit more advanced now. How much have you? adapted your game to suit what Carlos demands of you? Uh, I think there's quite a bit that I've changed, I think. It's not like I'm forgetting all the other stuff. I think I'm adding to my game. I think that's that's the main thing. I think I, I pretty much do whatever he asked me to try and get into the team. That's what I want to do. Mm. So I think, like I said, being more attacking, I think like when I used to play with like Dean Whited as my coach, I used to play in the six and like drop in and always get on the ball and hit diags and stuff like that. But now it, like with Carlos, he's seen that I can. I've got that change of speed as well, so I can play in the eight and run in behind and stuff like that. And like I said, it, just before I think I'd do anything to try and get in the team. Four games like Saturday, like we said. Obviously, you talked about the crowd, proper Yorkshire derby as well. Going beyond Saturday, what are your hopes personally for the rest of the season, Scott? Now you've you've made that kind of first step into the team. Do you set yourself targets? Are you that kind of guy? Do you just go game by game? What's your approach to things? 
Uh, I said little goals and stuff like that. I think I would definitely want to try and keep that place in the team. I think that's what I've been working towards since I've been at Huddersfield since I was eight. So I think I'm not going to try to pass up on the opportunity. I think I'm going to try to keep working and working. Some games I might not have the greatest of games, but then I'll know to work hard on it and improve on it and then try and do best in the next game. So I think trying to stay in the teams, my main aim this season, yeah. Absolutely. Richard, just looking at the Championship in general, it's a league you obviously know well from, from your experience in work. You, you look, with three games in, there's not one team that's won all three games yet. I mean, mm. it's shaping up already to be a typical Championship season in terms of the qualities. The, the league almost markets itself on everyone can beat everyone. and it's It's true, isn't it? Oh, very much so. Very much so. You know, is it even after two games, nobody had a hundred percent record, which that doesn't happen in many leagues, if we're being honest. Uh, like I say, West Brom looked very strong on Wednesday night when I saw them, and Fulham, you know, they, they, they're a they're a fantastic team. Um, but you know, it's one of those where you always expect somebody to come. You know, well, you expect the unexpected, but somebody to come through, like Town did. To be honest, in 2016-17, you know, the somebody I I, I tipped Bristol City, even though I, I did that in the Athletic, and all these Bristol City fans are more likely to get relegated than anything else. But I can just see, you know, a, a manager like Nigel Pearson who just gets, just clicks, and just gets something right because I think it is wide open. You know, I mentioned those two teams who have hit the ground running after coming down, but you know, it's a long old season, is this? You know, it's a, West Brom are doing it fine at the moment, but if somebody can find a way of countering that bullet of a long throw that Furlong pings into the box then. And, you know, and if they, if, they, if they then have five or six games without winning, when you're playing as direct as Ishmael does, the fans can then turn. You know, so much can happen over a season that, you know, you can't decide in August the 19th, 20th, 21st, you know, what, who's going to do this. But it's going to be, it's, it's, it's wide open. You know, like Sheffield United have had a bad start. But you think even if they start clicking in sort of November, December, it's that sort of division. Fulham did that when they went up, to be honest. I remember them coming to Bramall Lane in, I think it was the end of November 2017, and they were 17th. They won 5-4 and it's an incredible match and uh, and went all the way through and got to the playoff final and won it then at Wembley. So it's, you know, that, that's why you think, well, Sheffield United have had a bad start, but there's a hell of a long way to sort it all out and there's a hell of a long way for everyone to trip up as well. So it's why we love the championship. Absolutely. Scott, when we talk about this, do you get excited? Because I suspect, you know, we, we hear sometimes managers bemoan the schedule and say, you know, too many games happening when we've got, you know, Preston Tuesday, Sheffield United Saturday, Everton Carabao Cup Tuesday, Reading Saturday. But I suppose in your boots now, when you, you, you've, you're starting games and that's what you've been gearing up for I, I suspect without putting words in your mouth that you can't wait for the next game to come along yeah exactly the more the games at the minute I think the more games the better for me I think I think getting the opportunity to try and play as many games as possible would be great but I think like like I said like I'm going to say like near the end of the season I think a lot of games in the tough period like in, over Christmas time it can get very challenging like last season with all the COVID and stuff I think Having loads of games, loads of Saturday, Tuesday were like tough on people. Like I think Lewis played pretty much every game. I think, but he just he did great in every game, didn't he? So I think that experience of trying to play in like every game as possible, as young as I am, I think can only put me in good stead, really. Yeah, absolutely, guys. We won't keep you much longer. Being on over the twenty minutes already, it's really really interesting to hear from you both, Scotty. Thank you so much for joining us. Well done on the start of the season, and we look forward to seeing you at Bramall Lane on Saturday, Richard. 
Always great to see you, mate. Thank you for joining us again. And equally, we look forward to, to seeing you on Saturday, even though we're not going to be speaking to each other. After Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, town fans, just a big thank you again to Sports Broker, our friends there, for, for backing this show and allowing us to bring it to you. Uh, as we sit here now on Thursday, tickets still available for this weekend's game at Sheffield United. Also got Everton and Reading on sale, the both home games next week. htafc.com forward slash tickets. Thanks for joining us again. And we'll see you for the post-match show, Extra Time, after Sheffield United on Saturday.